This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. So during the last couple of days, the Spirit of God is telling us or teaching us on a couple of important aspects of church. The importance of being together as a church. And God said that we are one body, but we are made of different members. And we talked about the relationship Christ and church has together in common. We also talked about a church that is not praying is a dead dead church. We also looked at church as an ark of protection of the dying world or the dying souls. And last two weeks, God spoke to us about the authority that God has given to the church in terms of binding and losing certain things. And today, I want to talk about the church and its mission. Church and its mission. So in a, when we had the, our last board meeting, we were just going over our vision and mission. So as you probably will see that now, this is what our vision and mission as stated by our church. Do you see that yet? Do you see? Yes. So our vision, it says that our vision is to establish a Bible-based, Holy Spirit-filled, praying church of the end times in the maritime. To establish a Bible-based, Holy Spirit-filled, praying church of the end times in the maritimes. And we see a couple of missions. You know, missions are the steps, the actions, something which can eventually measure to see where we have grown. Mission is the first mission of our church is to preach the gospel. The second one, promote prayer and intercession. Third, build up the church in faith through the word of God. Fourth, demonstrate the power of God to this generation. And number five, prepare the church for the coming of the Lord. Now these are the missions. They are not just words, but then they are, they translate into what really we do today and what we are continuing to do in the coming days. So by looking at this mission, the number one priority of the church is to preach the gospel. In other words, the number one priority of the church is to save the lost. That's what scripture says in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Scripture very clearly says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, the mission or the great commission God has given to the church is to save the lost. The save the lost. Now, we'll try to answer some of the questions. Who are these lost? Everyone who does not have Jesus in his life or her life. Who is this lost we are talking about? Everyone who is not having Jesus Christ in his or her life. Why do we call them lost? You know, lost is somebody who is just gone somewhere, right? 
We don't find them anymore. Why do we call them as lost? Scripture says lost. Why do we call them lost? Simply because they cannot go to heaven without Jesus. They are lost in this world. When they die, they, they don't have another life that they can live with the Lord in heaven. That's the reason scripture is calling them as lost. So Jesus said, the son of man, or Jesus said, he himself came to this world to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, today, what is the mission of the church? It is the same thing. To save the lost is the mission of the church. Can we all say now? The church mission is, of course, it is our mission, right? So can we all say together, my mission is to save the lost? Can we say, my mission is to save the lost? My mission is to save the lost. Amen. You know, that's where God has brought us nowadays and God is telling us that every one of us, we have a mission to do. We have a commission given by our God. That mission is to save the lost. How do we do it? Where do we start our mission? Scripture very clearly tells us. First of all, what is mission? That mission refers to here the calling of God upon every one of us to share the gospel. The calling of God upon every one of our lives to share the gospel. Gospel is about Jesus Christ. The good news about Jesus Christ is every, the sharing the gospel, that, that command or that commission, the responsibility or the instruction is given to all of us. And how do we do it? Why do we do it? Scripture says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me, where? In Jerusalem, and in all Judea, then in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So scripture very clearly tells us that you will be my witnesses, where? First of all, in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, then in Samaria, and to the end of the earth right every church and every believer has to touch or to affect all these four regions in our lives which are those regions jerusalem judea samaria and the end of the earth and how do we do it what is our jerusalem today god is asking us to be a witness the call upon our lives is to be a witness where in jerusalem you know our jerusalem may be our church or maybe our home, or maybe our city. It is local. Locally where we live, that's what is our Jerusalem. You know, God was looking at the disciples on that day, and he was telling him, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem where you are. And you will be there, you will be my witnesses in Samaria and in Judea and to the end of the age. So Jerusalem is in our church, in our home. So first of all, God is calling us to be a witness, to share the gospel in our own home, in our own house, in our church where we live, where we reside. Secondly, in Judea. Judea probably refers to our province, right? So how do we share the gospel in our province? One way is probably you are part of the maritime district, like of the POC. So, you know, we support the mission, their local mission. So we are trying to unite ourselves and we are trying to influence what is going on locally in all this maritime district. You know, even when we 
get together as a pastors in the conference, it is a good time that there is somebody is praying over us. It's a good time that we pray for others. You know, we came to know what is happening in this province, how God is working in different ways. You know, we are trying to unite ourselves in the ministry that God has called us to do in Judea, in our province, maybe in our district. Samaria, where is our Samaria? We can say that it is across this nation. It is across this nation. Being part of some of the mission activities happening across this nation. God wants us to touch lives. End of the earth. We talk about international missions. We talk about the two, two children that we are supporting. They are not living in our country. They are living somewhere else. But we want to make an impact on their lives. When we support mission and missionaries, you know, we are associating ourselves. We are obeying to the call of God, the command of God, that we need to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. The way we impact, the way God wants us to work, there are different ways. Either we can go, right? We can go ourselves as a missionary. The same way we, some of us, came from our country as a missionary to this land to establish the work of God in this land. You know, God can send people when we, you know, when we pray and when God is giving us the burden to send somebody as a missionary to go. Or what we can do, we can send. If we are not willing to go, we can pray and we can support and we, say, we can send somebody. Or if we are not able to send somebody, we can give. You know, by our offerings, we can support the mission work of God. Or if we cannot do any of these things, we can probably pray. So we can go or we can send and we can give or we can pray for the mission initiatives and activities as we read in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Now there are three different aspects I just want to quickly go over with you. Reaching the lost is the mission of the church. You know, today God wants us to listen to this very carefully. Because it is very, very important that our church, how small it is, it really doesn't matter. We need to, we have a responsibility of impacting lives around us. The number one aspect of reaching the lost, reaching the lost is the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Reaching the lost is the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you can come with me to Luke chapter 19, as we read that verse, I want to read that once again, Luke chapter 19 verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The heart of Jesus was always to reach something which was lost, somebody who was lost. Now if you remember, Jesus was sitting at the well of Samaria. As we read in the book of John chapter 4. As he was sitting at the well in Samaria, a woman came there to fetch water from the well. And Jesus slowly picked up a conversation with that woman. Jesus understood the spiritual dryness that woman was having in her heart. Jesus realized that emptiness that was in her heart. Jesus really did not look at the outside of her. But Jesus looked at the inside of her heart. You know, she must be a beautiful woman because we come to know that. Or she may, must be a very attractive woman. But Jesus did not really go by that. But Jesus looked at the inner life that was rotten, that was smelling bad. 
Jesus looked at her in her life. And as the conversation continued, Jesus started revealing himself as Jesus Christ to her. But Jesus, all of a sudden, as the conversation continued, Jesus asked her one question. Jesus asked her to call her husband. And the woman said, gave an answer saying that, I do not have a husband. And Jesus told her, you said the right thing because you had five husbands. And the one who is living with you is not your husband. And eventually Jesus revealed himself as Messiah. You know, her life was touched by our Lord God on that day. And scripture says, not only she realized that he is Messiah, she ran back to her country inside the city. And scripture says, if you can read, read with me Luke chapter, um, do you have the verses? Verses 28 and 29, which book it is? John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 28, 29. Scripture says, the woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, come see a man who told me all things that I have ever done in my life. Could this be Christ? Here we see a woman whose life was touched by our Lord God. You know, all that Jesus did, Jesus came in the middle of the day, in the hot sun. He was hungry too. He was thirsty too. He came and sat at the side of the well just for that, only for that woman. We're talking about Jesus' heart was to reach the lost. The heart of the Lord was with that one woman who was living in sin. Jesus came to seek after her. On another account, Jesus went into the city called the city of gatherings. We read that in Mark chapter 5. As Jesus was entering into the city, the moment he got out of the boat and he went into the city, scripture says, a man who was possessed with evil, he came running and screaming as Jesus was walking into that city. There are so many evil spirits residing in that man. And scripture says he was living in the tombs. We read that in Mark chapter 5. The man could not be controlled by anybody. He was chained and he was shackled. But this man, he broke open everything. And nobody could tame him. Nobody could control him. Nobody could bind him with anything. And day and night, he was living in the mountains and in the tombs. And he was crying out and screaming. And scripture says he was cutting himself with stones. And it was bleeding everywhere all over his body. But he came to Jesus and he was pleading to Jesus, Lord, do not torment me. Not he, the spirits, the evil with which was within him. They were crying out to God, Lord, do not torment us. Do not trouble us. But when Jesus commanded that unclean spirit to leave out of his body, they asked, Lord, send me, send us into the swines, the pigs. They were there. And Lord permitted that for the evil spirit to go get out of his body and go into the swines, the pigs. And the scripture says the pigs rolled and they went and they fell into the sea and they drowned and they died. But this man was totally freed. 
Now we are talking about the heart of Jesus for the last. Now we saw a, the heart of Jesus for a woman who was living in her sin. But here we see the heart of Jesus for a man who was demon possessed. And Jesus came after him. You know, we need to understand the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read some of the parables that Jesus mentioned. Probably we will not be able to finish today, but then we let's spend more time to understand the heart of our God. Let's turn to Luke chapter 15, verses 4 to 7. Luke chapter 15, verses 4 to 7. Jesus spoke a parable in Luke chapter 15. And verse 4, 7 says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? Verse 5 says, And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he has come home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. So Jesus told the parable, the man had hundred sheep and one was lost. And that man was not happy, not keeping quiet. He was going behind the sheep which was lost. And when he found that sheep, he took that sheep and put it on his shoulder and he came home and he was rejoicing with everybody because... He found the lost sheep. He was not rejoicing over the 99 which was already with him. But instead he was rejoicing over the one which was lost. In the same way he continued the parable there in verse 8. Or that woman or what woman having 10 silver coins if she loses one coin does not light a lamp. Sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Ten coins were there with her. She lost just one coin. She did not just leave that coin, but she collected. She just found out where that coin fell. And until she found that coin, she was not happy. But the moment she found that coin, she took that and she rejoiced with everybody. The heart of our Lord was for those who are lost. You know, God is not, God is pleased, of course, in our worship. But he, his heart rejoices when we save somebody who is lost in this world. Now, God is pleased in our offerings and tithes. But scripture says the heaven rejoices when one sinner is saved. God is pleased in our ministry, but he is honored when we win souls for his kingdom. God is pleased in our fasting and prayer, but he is more pleased when we share the gospel with others. You know, that's why the media ministry is very, very important. Our TV ministry is very important. You know, it is an opportunity that God has given us to share the gospel. To share the gospel because, you know, we are not able to get out of this house and then go out and, you know, share the gospel with others. We need to do it, but we are not doing it. But the TV ministry is a good opportunity that God has given to us. We are able to share the gospel with those who are listening to these words. First of all, we saw reaching the lost is the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, reaching the lost is the mandate 
of the church. Reaching the lost is not an option. It is given as a mandate for the church. You know, sometimes we say that you know, I am not really called to share the gospel. Or I am not called for that mission. I don't have the ability to share the gospel. Maybe it's only the pastor or only somebody else in our church. They need to go and share the gospel with others. You know, but we may say many excuses in our lives because we cannot talk. I'm fearful. I'm afraid. You know, there are so many excuses we may say. But scripture says overall, preaching the gospel is the mandate or it is mandatory or it is must for the church of God. And who, are, who is the church? Who are the church? You and I are the church. Let's read a couple of scriptures as we read in Acts 1.8. As Acts 1.8 scripture says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. There is no option. You shall be my witnesses. When we receive the Holy Spirit, you shall be my witnesses. You are asked to share the gospel. You are asked to share Christ with somebody. You know, today when we take the phone, when we are in the internet, what do we share with others? It really matters. Do we share the love of Jesus Christ with others? You know, God expects us to do it. Whatever means we can share the love of God. When we meet somebody on our way, when we meet somebody in the, in the shopping complex, in the shopping mall, do we share the love of God? It is very, very important that we did today you and I are called to do the mission in wherever, in wherever we are. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15 says, Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and Jesus said to them, in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world. Mark 16, 15. There is no option. Only one word which is used there is go. Is go. You know, scripture says very clearly, sharing the gospel is a mandate. It's not an option. I want to read one more verse. It's a very dangerous verse. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. Here Paul says, For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians 9.16, If I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast because it is a mandate on me that I need to preach the gospel. But if I do not preach, he says, Woe is me, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. That simply means, woe means misery. It means distress or sorry upon me if I do not preach the gospel. He's saying that, Misery, I am miserable. You know, the same misery, according to this word, it is the same misery of people who go through the misery at the time of tribulation on this world. So here Paul says, if I do not preach the gospel, I am left to go through the misery, the tribulation. Wow to me. Wow to me. God is expecting all of us to share the gospel. God is expecting us to share the gospel so that we don't need to go through the tribulation. It is time to pray, but it is also time that we need to share the gospel. We need to share the gospel. C.T. Studd, once he said, 
some wish to live within the sound of church or some wish to live within the sound of the chapel bell but he says i want to run a rescue shop within a few yards from hell i want to run a rescue shop within few yards from the hell i'm not comfortable sitting within the church and every sunday coming to church and you know enjoying the presence of god but it is good but he is saying that god is expecting more out of us you know first of all if we are not able to do that on sunday morning if you are not able to come together in the presence of god and if you are not able to enjoy the presence of god we really do not have anything to carry as we go into the world and that's why churches get, getting together is important but we will not stop there god is expecting us to change or bring that bring the change that god has brought in our lives bring the presence of god that we receive in the presence of god god is expecting us to take even to the extent of going near to the hell so that we can save souls from there if prayerlessness is the death of the church not involving in mission not preaching the gospel not sharing the gospel cripples the church and eventually very soon it will die prayerlessness is the death of the church but not sharing the gospel not involving in mission is cripple of the church is a crippled church a man of god by name dr john r rice he was from tennessee in the year 1964 he wrote these things he said not saving the lost is a sevenfold sin not saving the lost is a sevenfold sin and he says the sin number one sin sin of disobedience to Christ mandate on the church Christ is Christ has commanded us to share the gospel but if we do not involve in mission it is a sin of disobedience number 2 he says the sin of lack of love for Christ if you really love god we share that love with someone else if we do not share lord jesus christ it is a sin of lack of love for christ number 3 he says it is a sin of not following jesus if you say that you follow jesus you will not hesitate to tell somebody about jesus if you do not share it is a sin of not following fourthly he says it is a sin of not abiding in christ if you abide in christ if your life is hidden in christ people will see christ in your life you will eventually share you will eventually tell them about jesus and number 5 he says the awful sin of dishonesty in a sacred trust awful sin of dishonesty you are not honest to god number 6 he says the sin of folly or foolishness of a short sighted fool you are thinking about all the living on this earth you are really not long sighted to think about the eternity that you are planning to enjoy but if you don't tell that with your neighbor you are like a fool because you know the eternal joy that god has kept for you but you are not able to share that with your friend your family but you are just fooling yourself it is a sin and finally seventhly he says not to win souls is a sin of blood guilt not to win soul is a sin of blood guilt scripture also says god is going to ask their blood shed upon our lives if we are not sharing the gospel because one day they are going to perish in the hell and word of god says god will make our lives ourselves accountable 
for the blood that's going to be shed at the hell. Now God is asking us to share the gospel, get involved in the mission activities. You know, when we stand before the throne of God, God is going to ask us on that day, I have given you life on this earth. I have given you knowledge and wisdom about the word of God. You came to know about Lord Jesus Christ and you are enjoying all the experience. What about your brother? What about your sister? Did you tell them that Jesus loves them? Did you share the love of God with them? Did you tell them about the eternal destiny, heaven or hell? And did you tell them about it is very important that you need to, you need to accept Lord Jesus Christ so that you can go to heaven. God is going to ask us that question. What are we going to tell him when he asks us that? And today, I'll not be able to go to the third aspect of it. Let me stop here. But all that God wants to understand is the importance of mission. It is the importance of telling somebody, sharing the love of Jesus Christ with others. Reaching the lost is the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you understand the heart of Jesus... He wants us to reach those who are living in sin. He wants us to reach those who are possessed with the demons and demons' influence in their lives. And reaching the lost is the mandate for the church. And God, has, God can make us accountable if today we are not reaching the lost. And whatever means that God has given us, God wants us to involve in that faithfully. If it is a media ministry, or if it is a track distribution, or if it is just meeting them one-to-one -one somewhere on the street, or somewhere in the mall, or in the shopping complex, God wants us to continue to do that. Because it is a responsibility that God has given to each and every one of us as we live on this earth. And this morning, as the Lord shares the burden that he has in his heart for the mission, for to save the lost, I ask God that he may continue to speak to us in the coming days. Shall we close? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.